Welcome to My Media Life, where we at the World Media Group chat with the movers and shakers in the marketing and media industry. Our very first podcast was with um, Sir Martin Sorrell. Uh, Today we have uh, a different perspective on the media industry. I'm going to be joined by um, Ella Solomon. So uh, Ella is the growth director at um, Initiative Media and was the recipient of our very first World Media Award for the rising star of the industry. So Ella has um, a relatively short history within the industry, but I think uh, we will discover that she has in truth been uh, a wave maker or in her own right during that time. Um, so welcome Ella and congratulations again for your uh, award for Rising Star. Are you well today? Hi Glenda. Yes, I'm very well and thank you so much for having me today. As you said, a very different perspective on the media world than Sir Martin Sorrell, um, but hopefully valuable to some people nonetheless. But yeah, thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. So first of all, and it's a question that I like to ask a lot of people, um, is um, why did you join the media industry? What what was your motivation? Um, and uh, yes, as I mentioned earlier, we do often find that people have not spent their entire uh, education um, dreaming of media. So be interested to know what what brought you to media. I think I was born wanting to do media. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like I think the majority of the media industry um, didn't. I studied biochemistry at university um finished university knowing that I didn't want to work in biochemistry um because a lot of it is very technical and very in-depth and I knew that I liked to speak to people and not sit in a lab all day um so my friend got a job in recruitment and I was like yeah I'm getting a job in recruitment too um and I actually recruited somebody into a media agency um and they loved it and told me a bit about the culture because you often stay kind of in contact um with people that you've recruited into a business. Um, and yeah, and then got a job at a media agency from there, really. Um, I went into a trading job. So some, some companies called it investment. Um, and then worked in that for three years, moved over to a growth role. So a global growth role. I've always worked in kind of global or regional business. Um, and then recently, so I'm in my fifth week now, um, so I've made it this far, which is good. I've joined Initiative as an EMEA Growth Director. What does Growth Director mean? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so essentially what we do is we help run and help business leads drive new business pitches or retention pitches. Um, so that's the majority of what we do, the basics, basically. So what does the the media industry mean to you? Because it means different things to different people. Yeah, I think this one's quite a hard one, isn't it? Because um, you don't often stop and think about these kind of things. Um, when I was thinking about it, I thought it's kind of the timeline of how society has evolved. And it provides us with, I guess, kind of like landmarks for us to always look back on and show how society has developed. Um, and a good example, I think, of that is 
when the Queen died a few weeks ago, unfortunately, um, within minutes, well, within minutes of BBC releasing that she had passed away, um, everyone across the globe knew. And that was due to the power of social media that 20 years ago probably wouldn't have been there. And it would have taken weeks or months or potentially people wouldn't have even found that out. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, it's also interesting to see how um, everybody, I think it's like something crazy. It's like 37 million people in the UK tuned in on TV to watch the Queen's funeral, which was very, very long. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it just shows the power of kind of the old media types as well as the more new um, media channels as well. And it's a good way to see how society has evolved. So the next question is, 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 is an interesting one because you're still relatively new in your career. So asking you what would your one piece of advice be um, that helped you in your career is, is an interesting one, but I'd still love to hear what you've got to say. Yeah, I did find it funny answering some of these questions. I was like, why does anybody want to know this? <laughs> but um, I think for me, it's sometimes I get a bit consumed in my work. So somebody once said to me, like, remember, there is a life outside of work. Um, and for anybody that's young and ambitious, um, I think that's really important. Because um, I said, sometimes I get frustrated with small things and you need to look at the bigger picture and realise that sometimes that's not a huge deal in the context of the world. And it's also true that I think to be good at your job, you need to stay creative in your thinking um, and you need to be at your most productive um, and don't feel any resentment towards your role. Um, and I think in order to do that, it's important to make sure that you're doing things outside of your job that you absolutely love and don't spend all of your time working, especially as we're in kind of post-COVID world where home and work life have just really blurred and people are contactable 24 hours a day. I do feel that, that COVID impacted people who were at, at the early stages of their career more so than people such as myself. Um, how are you finding that uh, as we're coming out of it, the, the, the redressing the balance back? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think you're, everybody's used to kind of on your lunch break, you can do your washing. <laughs> or um, going to the post office and stuff like that and it's and you don't have to do that the weekend now so I guess for me I used to get more free time at the weekends and then now I'm going to the office kind of three days a week or two days a week um, at initiative we have a 50% rule um, that people are kind of trying to adhere to um, so I think it is a difficult transition but if we can go from working in the de in the office five days a week to working at home for years <laughs> um, I think I found this easier than the other way around, which is where we just went cold turkey and had to work at home 100% of the time because it wasn't what I was used to um, or what any of the world I think we used to. And so what is, and you've already said you're only five weeks into your current role, but what is your favourite thing about where you are at now in your career? Definitely. So one of the main reasons that I moved over to Initiative um, it's because I really believe in their proposal in helping clients um, create cultural velocity with their key audiences, which is essentially connecting with people based on their cultural behaviours rather than just their demographics, which I find super interesting. Um, and they've also had a really great amount of growth over the last few years. But for this, the main answer for this question, I try to think more about my role in general as a, a growth person. 
Um, and I think the thing that I love most about growth is that you see the best and you see the worst of people. Um, you learn so much about different cultures working in a global or regional role that you probably wouldn't have done um, anywhere else. And as I said, yeah, you just you get to meet the most incredible people and you find out about the whole business. You don't just work in kind of like one small area of the business. You literally touch every single part of the business, which I find super interesting. You, you're coming across quite a, a people person. Um, um, has the uh, move back into the office worked to your strengths? Um, that's quite a difficult question. I would say that in some ways, yes, so in building relationships, which is super important in my role, mm -hmm. um, and I'd actually say completely vital to my role, Yes, it has, especially being a new starter, because I had new starters that I managed when I was in my previous role at Wavemaker. And onboarding them during COVID was really challenging because they didn't know anybody. Um, and for me, joining initiative, like for my first two weeks, I went in every day. I tried to meet as many new people as possible because you need to, well, you work with people every day, so you need to um, kind of meet them <laughs> in person and get a real feel for what they're like. I think there's lots of people that, I did meet during COVID in my previous role and then I met them in like in person <laughs> and I was like oh wow they're so different in real life it's those you it's kind of sometimes you're a bit shocked at I don't know something about them that you didn't realize over teams like calls or zoom calls. Uh, so Ella what, what would you say your personal secret talent is? Uh, this question really made me laugh because <laughs> I feel like if it's personal it's a secret I definitely shouldn't tell you. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But I think you're being a little modest here because um, <laughs> one of the reasons you were made um, a rising star was to uh, around the project that you did um, in terms of sustainability in your your previous role, which um, I think says a lot about you. Perhaps you could just describe a li little bit about how that came about and, and the context of it. Sure. So it started off as more of a grassroots project and me asking why we were using plastic <laughs> cutlery in the office. Um, and then it kind of snowballed from there. Um, so I started helping out on some sustainability events. And I was quite lucky that my manager at the time allowed me to pursue my passion because I feel like not everyone does get that opportunity. Um, and I ended up being the kind of main person that would speak to clients about sustainability. Uh, we had a great Exco lead who would help um, ensure that everything we were doing on sustainability actually fed into clients as well. Um, and ended up kind of developing the internal and kind of more external offering for Wavemaker on sustainability with the help of some amazing people at Group M. Um, so Group M have recently released a media decarbonisation programme that I helped work on. Um, so, yeah, a lot of I guess a lot of support from the network enabled me to do that. And I also did a course um, on business sustainability management that meant that I could actually get all my crazy thoughts and focus them a bit more towards the business, um, which was yeah really great to work on. And it's something that I'm actually also doing at initiative um, at the moment. So we are working on lots of different sustainability projects and bringing them all together um, to take to our clients and also to make sure that we're being as sustainable as possible. I think that's pretty amazing. You know, you only joined the industry in, in 2018 and you were instrumental in, in really quite a significant project. So um, 
you shouldn't perhaps keep it as a secret in the future. <laughs> so, Ella, uh, where do you get your own daily news from? Yeah, so this is a really interesting one because I think we live in a world of kind of misinformation. Um, and as Heinrich Boll quoted, I think in, it was like the 1970s or something, I also believe that you need to read at least five sources of news slash media before actually getting a well-rounded answer um, and actually understanding what the truth is. Um, so now obviously this book was published pre, pre-internet, uh, but I still think that's completely true in this day and age as well. Um, so the standard place that I think I get my news from, which is where a lot of people get their news from in the UK, um, is the BBC. But then I try to make sure that I'm fact checking it with as many other things as possible. And even going to the likes of Twitter to seeing what pe- people are saying about it, mm-hmm. um, I think is actually quite important to make sure that you can make your own judgment on certain things. And thinking about media brands um are there any which are more important to you you know ones that you think uh, i would genuinely miss if it if it ceased to exist yeah i mean i think it would be wrong with me as a millennial to say anything apart from social a social platform um so instagram is the platform that i use the most mm-hmm. um potentially not the most educational but definitely the one that I find myself kind of aimlessly scrolling or finding house info or kind of talking to my friends on. Um, I've also recently really got into a new platform that actually doesn't take advertising yet, but I'm hoping they're going to start taking it. Um, What's called Be Real. So the idea is that you take a photo of yourself kind of face on from your front camera and then it also shows what's in front of you. And it asks you to do that once a day. And there's no film. My daughter has that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just very, it's meant to be real. That's the whole idea of it. Um, yeah, and I quite, I think it's quite nice to just see a snippet of people's real life and often mine is, oh, I'm working again because <laughs> I work five days a week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's quite interesting to see in this, just a lot more honest and natural. And what do you do to um, switch off? Yeah, this is something that during a massive pitch I found really difficult, mm-hmm. um, but something that more recently I've got a lot better at. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people do find difficult, especially if you're an ambitious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds quite cliche, but things like exercise, uh, exercising. So I absolutely love boxing and I love spinning. They really do. They're so difficult. <laughs> they just take me into another world that really helps me relax. Um, and then I love a good podcast. So I listen to a podcast called My Therapist Ghosted Me by Joanne McNally and Vogue Williams. And they're just absolutely hilarious. And they just chat about life and stuff that's not important. Um, and yeah, I just, I literally love them. I'll literally find myself laughing down the street around the common. Um, and yeah, looking slightly strange, but it's, that's the kind of thing that really makes me switch off from work. And who or what inspires you, whether it be for work or, or in your personal life? Yeah, so I think there are so many inspirational people in the media industry as a whole. Um, So professionally, there's many, many people that I've worked with that I've absolutely loved and people I haven't worked with and just read about. Um, However, I think my mum's the person that's inspired me the most um, and has given me the kind of drive that I have today. So she was an absolute superwoman and a hero. Um, And she managed to have three children, all quite young. um, And she was a single mum. She completed her PhD in that time. 
she also had a terminal illness at that time as well and worked full time. <laughs> so she just did everything, <laughs> everything you could ever imagine all together. Um, and I think she just really taught me and my other siblings like how to handle stress and never to give up. And I think for my job today, especially like having tenacity is absolutely everything. And that's definitely something that I learned from my mum. Your mum sounds like an awesome woman. I think we can all learn <laughs> a bit from your mum. Ella, I want to thank you again for sharing um, your thoughts and, and time with us. Um, I can't wait to watch what you do in the rest of your career. Um, so watch out, Smart and Sorrel. Uh, here comes Ella. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <and laughs> no pressure, definitely no pressure there. Um, and yes, thank you. And for everybody else, do join us again soon for our next My Media Life. Bye, bye now. Thanks so much, Belinda. Bye.